everybody. This is Jenna. And I'm Noelle. And you're listening to More Than Murder, where we delve into everything eerie with a side of true crime. More Than Murder is not your typical true crime podcast. Join us on a weekly tour through the haunted, the bloody, the creepy, and the nutty on our Freaky Fridays. I am so sorry I just yelled at everybody. You did it, though. (laughs) You did it. Okay, we are on an extra level today, guys. Yeah, we just, like, shot the shit for two hours, hours. and now we're pumped, and that's why I I yelled the whole intro. We are just... Yeah, we're gearing yeah. up. You we're might have to, to turn your go. volume down because it looks a little large on my recording Uh-oh. right now. <laughs> oh, God, are we super timmy like episode one I of this fucking know, podcast? We pause and listen. Oh, my God, maybe. Hold on, people. So are we okay, keeping we're back. Okay, yeah, we're yeah. back. Okay, yeah. Oh, hi. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Welcome, everybody. Gear in for a six-hour episode. Um, <laughs> so, yes, today we are going on a bit of a crazy journey. Of course, you know, because you see the title of this episode. We always talk in the intro like they don't know what I we're know. Doing. I write it like, oh, yeah, I'm going to say it's this. A and secret. it's going to be like, oh, yeah, they're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. But you already fucking know because you read the fucking the title. title. You know, we're going it. to fucking Jonestown. But anyway. We should just have labeled them Mysterious Episode Number One, Mysterious Episode Number Two. <laughs> and then in the, t- in the briefs, we'd be like, what are we talking about today? Listen to find out. It's not a bad idea. It's kind <laughs> of know. like that one show about um, Imagine Life. Yeah, that's How true. How you don't really know who they you are. They always say, like, what the type of person is, and then We're that's about it. We're shouting. Okay. Okay. That's how I talk normal. Anyway. <laughs> I don't. So I'm on an extra you level. You know I'm on Extra level. So, yes. Today, we are going on a crazy ride, which involves a charismatic cult leader and some killer flavor-aid. Charismatic. It was not Kool-Aid. Flavor-aid. It was flavor-aid. Motherfuckers. Apparently. I don't fucking know. Everything I, like... Red was just like this strange liquid, this red liquid, this liquid, the liquid, so. Could have been period blood. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> As we've had the conversation we just had before we started recording. Oh, God, we have gone, we've gone places today. We've gotten very <laughs> angry and fired up, and then we've laughed. A lot's happened in the two hours that before we started recording. But I feel like we needed that. We haven't had that in a long time. We just needed to sit here and just. Shh, yeah. shit about nothing. Yeah. And everything. Yeah, so, of course, you know from the title, we're talking about Jim Jones and the Jonestown Massacre. Which we'll just say now, fuck you, Jim Jones. Fuck you, Jim Jones. I don't sorry, you. we're not sorry about our F words. Oh, we're going to keep saying the F bomb. I can't stop. No. I literally okay. cannot stop. Even my mom doesn't like it, but she's okay with it now. She knows. That's just how I am. She, yeah. And, you know, sometimes some episodes are a little more F heavy. Sometimes they're not. You know, it just sometimes depends. an episode just warrants the fuck word. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, so it also warrants this. I want to do a quick disclaimer. This episode contains graphic and explicit content, which some listeners may find disturbing. So, like always, listener discretion is advised. Including the F word. Apparently we have to say that now just for the F word, even though our podcast is listed listed as explicit. Yeah, you guys, we're going to say the You know who you are. We're going to say the S word. We're going to say the A word. We're going to say the B word. We're going to say all the words. Boobies. Yeah, that's boobies. (laughs) (laughs) I've said tits a couple times. Penis. Ooh. Vagina. All the things, guys, were explicit. Labia. <laughs> Sounds like you said, like, a country. I know. And it is a South Labia. Yeah. <laughs> Do you live in South Labia? I have a South Labia. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> we're going to have to put another disclaimer in this episode. <clears throat> All right. Disclaimer. So. Don't be a prude. <laughs> Yeah, no, don't listen to this. Like, yeah, don't listen if you're to this. Prude, if don't you're listen. like, eh, clutching my pearls. We use that a lot. 
What? We make people clutch them a lot. We do. Oh, yeah. God, So yeah, we're always yeah. like, clutch my pearls. You know, one of these days I'm going to wear my pearls, my wedding pearls, I'm going to clutch them bitches. That should just day. be, we should make a caricature of us with the pearls and being like, clutching our pearls. Clutching them. Oh, my God. Yeah, make, we'll make like a gift. Yeah. That's perfect. That's clutch your pearls. Fucking perfect. And then yes. We'll, put, we'll clutch make you your clutch pearls. your pearls. Not even. Just clutch your pearls. Bitches be coming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mean fucks be coming or something because it's like true <laughs> okay Explicit so content. we will try not to do a six hour episode but it might fucking happen because <laughs> i haven't even guys. read one line of this Ridiculous. fucking episode all right this is a long one buckle in it's also really hard this may be the episode i fucking cry <laughs> We will see how we do. No, you won't. You're not in the mood right for that. I'm not, <laughs> but it might change as we go through. It will not. I won't let it, so let's go. Okay, run. good. So, anyway, in cult-like religious movements, there's always a charismatic leader. Always. That's the word you hear thrown around in every documentary, in, in every Schmitt. episode. It's literally the charisma of this guy. Even in Kimmy Schmidt, it was the reverend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah his name was the reverend. how it just goes. So... Someone who people can be completely enamored with and seems a little too good to be true. For this episode, that person would be Jim Jones. Mm -hmm. So we'll get a little background on him. I didn't do a ton, but we definitely need to know where he started. Yeah. Now, in one of my documents or in one of the things I read... This conflicted, and I was I was weird about it, because most of them said he was born May 13th, 1931, but one said, like, May 31st. So I was like, is that a typo? Probably a typo, Probably. but which one? <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, I'm going to go with 13, because, yeah. like, three of my documents said the 13th. The most consistent. Exactly. He was born in small-town Indiana. Ah. Very poor family. He liked it to be known that he didn't have many friends, and he came from the bottom, and that kind of helped him connect to people as well, especially mm-hmm. the people that he was welcoming. Manipulation. Congregation. Oh, yeah. So he was a bit of a strange kid. He developed an obsession early on with religion, and he was very fascinated as well with death. I guess he would well, like... there you go. Yeah, yeah. He would hold little funerals for small animals at his house, which... Aw, I do the yeah, same thing if, like, animals die. That is die. fine. I hold funerals for my animals as well, yeah. and, you know, it, it, it's it's a nice thing to do. So, yeah. I'm not, you know, condemning him for that, but he also on occasion stabbed a poor kitty to death. Okay, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. But I will say, most children especially boys, yep. are quite macabre when they're very young. I agree, yeah. Um, my kid has said some really fucked up things. It's just yep. like, wow, yep. you are a macabre little boy. Yep. And if you remember from the movie Chocolat, even that young man would be drawing really macabre, gruesome images yeah. in his sketchbook. Yep. Kids are just drawn for some reason to, to the violence macabre. And horror, just, yeah. macabre things. Yep. So, yeah, and a lot of little The stabbing boys. of the kitty is a red flag, though. I am yes. not saying that. Yes. That's an extreme... But, I mean, a lot of people are into the macabre. You and I are into the macabre. You know, like, little funerals and things like that, I don't I don't put that as something that would be, like, a precursor, yeah, like killing no. an animal would. And sometimes in different countries, like, there, certain animals are not sacred. regarded as yes. we regard them. Yep. So like in India with a cow. Like, cows are sacred, sacred motherfucking right. animals. Or, like, you know, in um, other countries, dogs are just so yep. stray and run around mm-hmm. everywhere yep. and people don't really care what happens to them. Exactly. And exactly. a lot of times we already talked about this, that happens even even in the U.S. on like farmlands. I'm not saying they stab their cats to death. I'm saying that <laughs> they don't care as much about these the farm barn, yes. barn cats because there's always like 35 barn cats And everywhere. unfortunately in our area 
There are strays everywhere. Right. Literally everywhere. We have a cat fucking crisis yeah. in our motherfucking area. So I could see how people aren't Fix as... Fix motherfucking animals. Connected. That's my cat talk. But yeah. um, th- what he is doing is not okay. No, I agree. Red flag. So... I don't know the exact circumstances around it. Like, if he was trying to, like, oh, I want to hold a funeral. I don't have an animal right now. I don't know those True. things. True. Did he maybe... make the animal dead to have a funeral? Exactly. And I think the reason he liked the funeral was because he could talk and he could bring religion out. And yeah. I think he always, from a young age, was going to be this talker and yeah. this person who has power in his voice. So, it's kind of what I'm thinking. Jones was also an avid reader. Okay. He really enjoyed studying Karl Marx, Joseph Stalin, (laughs) and Adolf Hitler. Oh, wow. Great. Which, those are wonderful role models. And we'll kind of come back to Hitler at the end. Wonderful role models. Aren't they the best? (laughs) You know, a lot of people in this country actually think so. Oh, unfortunately, with all the anti-Semitism that's going on. And, and, oh, God. And I think of, like, Smiley Face, because she was in that, like, Marxist um, that class. is the perfect movie to watch today. Yes, yes. Oh my god, it might still be on Tubi. I don't know. You gotta check. But but yeah, how she like gets the fucking communist manifesto and she's fucking throws it off the Ferris. And that thing's worth billions of fucking dollars because it's the original fucking manifesto. Bye. <laughs> I can't. We're both oh joking. <laughs> too funny. I couldn't even pause for that one. Sorry, guys. Usually we try to pause for coughs, but... No, that one just bubbled up. Yeah. So, it it happens when we laugh a lot. And we've just been sitting here laughing. Yeah. So, we're just... We're sorry, guys. We're funny from laughing. There might be a couple coughs and a couple tears. (laughs) We can't fucking help it. It loosens it all up. Um, yes. So, it should be pretty obvious that Jones wasn't the most popular kid, and he had a hard time making friends. So, he always felt like the outsider. Uh-huh. After Jones's parents separated, he relocated to Richmond, Indiana with his mother. So, his mother was really the one who, like, she was the breadwinner. She was the one who really had to take care of him and step up, and his dad, I didn't even write anything about his dad, because he was non-existent. Okay. Much. Not a great guy. Um, and... They said that he was probably part of, like, the Ku Klux Klan, and he was racist, and, and Jones, like we will learn, was ahead of his time, and he was very for integration, not segregation, mm-hmm. and, and we'll get all into that. I'm getting ahead of myself. So, I guess he graduated with honors early in December of 1948, and he took a job at Richmond Reed Hospital working as an orderly. Now, I don't go deep into this, but he was well-liked at this job, and he was regarded as a good worker. But that is where he met his wife, mm. Marceline Baldwin, okay? So, Marceline is dumb. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Don't get back into it. It's not like, oh, my husband's a cult leader, let me run. No, it's like, oh, let me love him fucking more. He's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, the two wedded in 1949. So, he's, like, not even, like, 20 at this point, I don't think, because he was born in 31, yeah. So by fifty one, he would have been twenty. Twenty. Yeah. yeah. So he's they're young. He graduated early and married early. That fuck that happens all the time in these stories. It's like they got married at sixteen. It's like damn. They stayed together till the end. Hey, they literally. We will get into it. <laughs> so the couple end up relocating to Indianapolis, Indiana. It's a tongue twister. And Jones attended a college for teaching. So he really wanted to. Impart his wisdom on people. Of course. Mm -hmm. Of course. All that wisdom. By 1951, at the age of 20, look, I wrote it down here, guys. (laughs) Uh, Jones started to attend CPUSA gatherings. The fuck is that? 
the Communist Party of the USA. So, so what's funny about this is mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. he's for for integration and not for segregation. Yep. But yet, what did Hitler do? Yep. <laughs> yep. He segregated. It makes no sense, honey. It absolutely makes no sense. And I literally think so it was more... hypocritical. Well, that's the thing is we'll get into that because it's more of he knew who to brainwash and he knew the times to capitalize on. Yeah. I was down and out. You are down and out. Listen to my powerful words about integrating and being equal. And you're sitting next to a person of color and it's so powerful at this time. So that's just. It was all a portion of his brainwashing. Yeah. He just cashed in on the fucking times. So Jones was a proud communist and he was very sympathetic for anyone being persecuted because this is the Cold War era. So everyone is like. Are you a communist spy? The They had nuclear raids where kids are under their desk fearing a bomb is yeah. being fucking dropped. So it's it's that time where a lot of people are kind of on eggshells. But he's like, oh, well, these communists are great, lovely people. And they're serving our country great. Mm-hmm. Don't persecute them. <laughs> fucking weirdo. So with his love for religion and his want to spread his communist message, he started a church. Because... <laughs> Obviously, what else would you do? What is the best way to infiltrate? You infiltrate the motherfucking church, which doesn't have power, but has a lot of power, makes a ton of money in this motherfucking country. Mm-hmm. Not getting into that. Everybody believes what they hear at church. Of course. Shake, shake, put some money in my thing. Mm-hmm. Never notice how churches are never broken down and never rotting and never anything. Not only that, but a lot of times if you, like, there was something, what was it? My mom wanted to do something. And we couldn't, unless we went to church and put, you know, donated to the church. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Like, no. Yeah. So, So, it's all money shit. It is. It's a big scam. And, I mean, it's... Sorry. Perfect for... It's just our opinion. Doesn't have to be yours. Yes. Hashtag our opinion. We're all allowed to have them. Yep. We're not judgmental against either in any way. Don't at me. Live your life. I went to fucking Catholic school, so I... She can have it. Have it. She can have it. (laughs) So he combined with with his religion elements of Christianity, communism, and socialist ideology. Okay? Okay. So it was like a mixture of different things. They, They kind of used the Bible, but towards the end he was like, we don't want the Bible. And it was always changing to basically... Garner control uh and and what he needed to do. Fit his agenda. Yeah, pretty much. First, uh, he called it the Wings of Deliverance, but later becomes the People's Temple. The People's Temple. And that is what we will recognize as the name, because that is what leads it to the sad end. Jones was very charismatic. There's that word again. I should get. I should get paid for every time I used fucking charismatic in this episode. (laughs) Not even just in this episode, but even with fucking uh, goddamn Bundy. Yeah. And everybody, every every crazy person has been. People. Yeah, (laughs) they're all charismatic. charismatic. Watch out for us charismatic motherfuckers, okay? Because we're probably (laughs) crazy for real. So, obviously, he was very charismatic, and when he spoke, it captivated, and it drew large crowds. People wanted to listen to this man. He had a very, it was weird, because I was watching a documentary, um, it's on Hulu, go watch it, it's really good, Um, and uh, he sounded like Hitler to me when he was talking. Like, you hear, my dad watched all of the World War II Mm -hmm. documentaries all the time, so I have Hitler's 
fucking voice ingrained mm-hmm. in my brain. He sounds the tone so of voice much. does sound very similar. Yes, yeah, yes, very loud and powerful, and you feel like. Oh, wow. He must know what he's talking about. Yes. <laughs> and that's how people are like, well, how did Hitler do? Well, how did how did Jim Jones do this? Yeah. It's, it's one and the same. They were captivating. They were powerful. They were drawing people in. And there's also a very welcoming atmosphere at this church. Everyone was accepted. Mm-hmm. In 1955, you know, this, this ish era, segregation was very real. So when Jones was vocal about racial equality and welcoming all people, it was huge. Mm-hmm. And people felt, okay, I can go there and I can feel free to sit with a person of color and do things that I'm not able to do anywhere else in this motherfucking country. Now, uh, sorry, I lost my fucking spot. I had to go down. Anyway, churches at that time were not very progressive. It's because we had to listen back to that one. Yep. It's all good. And that's my experience in the Roman Catholic faith. What did you say? (laughs) That churches were not known for being progressive. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, so... No. Churches are conservative. Exactly. And and especially... I mean, some people would argue... Some people would argue that, like, you know, a gospel church or, like, other religions could be... Roman Catholic is very strict. So, Mm -hmm. from my point of view... No. Yeah, you're not even allowed to get a divorce. Exactly. So. Exactly. So that was another thing that really drew people in was the progressive ideals. Mm-hmm. Now, another key factor that helped the People's Temple be successful, besides Reverend Jim Jones's sparkling personality, it's because he was said to be a healer or a miracle worker. Mm-hmm. Okay? Ooh, ooh, you're a miracle worker. No, he wasn't. Spoiler alert. So he would do faked healings in the middle of his services. Of course. And it ranged from things like, you know, healing a debilitating pain or staging a lady in a wheelchair getting up and walking. Yes, he did this. He had a lady that he knew come in in a wheelchair and he said, stand up, you can walk now. And she fucking runs around and she's dancing. And it it felt kind of like, you know, those gospel churches that are very musical and they're dancing and it's beautiful. They integrated a lot of that into their church. So Mm -hmm. people are, you know, praising and and it's a raucous time and the atmosphere is fucking electric. So people were excited and people believed everything Mm -hmm. he said. They were literally eating out of the palm of Jones's hand. And they also believed that he was a prophet. So he is the reincarnation of Mr. Jesus Christ himself. Of course. Yes. Amen. Now, Jones and the People's Temple, they did a lot of nice shit. Mm -hmm. They worked with the homeless. They started soup kitchens. They helped with job placements for people who were struggling. It seemed great. It seemed fucking awesome. Yeah, it seemed great. Literally, I would have joined this motherfucking cult. Yeah. Because, yeah. I said this. I said that about this one. I said that about Heavenly Creatures now. Oh, the, the Heaven's Gate. Heaven's yes, the Gate. alien one. I, yeah, you definitely would have joined that one. Yeah. And then also from that movie we watched that we at first thought was fucked up, Midsummer. Okay. I would have lived there. I, I would have lived in that there. place. Yeah, I would have lived there too. Every what? Fucking once a year or whatever. Yeah, I'll do works. crazy shit sure. once a year. Sure. It looked beautiful. <laughs> no, it did. Looks like a wonderful time. <laughs> Put me in breathing flowers. Yes. Um. Yeah, so on the outside... <laughs> On the outside, the church looked awesome, but behind the scenes, Jim Jones was getting more and more power hungry, mm-hmm. and he was asserting his control over his members. Yeah. We know what that's going to lead to. 
members were slowly isolated from the outside world, which that's called 10-fucking-1. Mm-hmm. Members were also made to give up all material possessions, including money. Yep. They believed the church and Jim Jones would care for their every need, and they would not need anything else. Mm-hmm. That's always how it fucking goes. And yes, you guys, watch the documentary, because you'll be able to see very much of everything that Jenna's going to talk about. I watched this documentary Ugh. also, and yeah. it is hard to watch, but... It's all hard. You can even just, They like, show a lot in that documentary. Well, I think you can so. even go to fucking YouTube and probably just type in, like, Jim Jones Audio. Jim yeah. Jones, Jonestown. Like, you could probably just, like... They had camera crews. They, like... It, there's so much footage. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It's awful. Fear was also a way Jones kept control over his members and kept them a part of this cult. He would often speak about government control and an impending nuclear war. So it was constantly like doomsday, yeah. doomsday, apocalyptic. That's how it is, yeah. Like, yeah, they every you have to keep, you have to find a common enemy, mm-hmm. and then you have to make everybody fucking afraid of that, mm-hmm. that enemy. And you are the only person that can save them and bring them to salvation. That just is like fucking, Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, that's literal just cult. That yeah, is just. That's, that's how it is. Like, that's, you have your pyramid scheme set up and your MLMs, and then you have your fucking cult set up. Yeah. It's I could write a book. Different. Yeah. <laughs> no, not really. Oops, did we say that? Fire LuLaRoe. That's fine. I mean, I've already said I'd probably be the one to join uh, these hippie-like cults. If it's like too. a hippie-like cult oh. that's for everybody, God. where everybody works together, commune-type yep. thing, yep. they'd have me. Yep, they'd, they'd have, have me. me, no problem. And there's so I'd many. I'd start to get a little suspicious, and I'm not the type to get brainwashed. Yes. So same. I would be out of there before anything same. happened. But. Like, if I, if it got physical with me, yeah. or anything, like which we'll get into that, or, like, the fact that, like, we'll get into it later on, things yeah. start going real fucking crazy, that's when I'd kind of be like, okay, Yeah, if right. I'm like, oh, this sounds like a great place, let's go see how it is, and I'm like, But I'm not going to be fully drinking the Kool-Aid, no. as they say, you know, which we'll get into you that. Have to I said I wasn't things- going to say that in this episode, but you just have to. you got to feel things out. Yeah. So, according to Jim Jones, California was the safest place to be in a nuclear, uh, if a nuclear holocaust occurred. Okay? Yeah, that's funny because it's on a, a fucking huge fault line. Dude, I don't know. Where it could fall into the ocean. I but don't yeah, know. let's let's be here for nuclear Apparently, war. at that time, you know how there are listicles nowadays? There were, like, in the newspaper little listicles about, like, yeah. what would happen if a nuclear... Where to go in a nuclear holocaust? Like, that stuff was just prevalent, so he was reading up on that. And apparently, they said California... It makes no sense. Redwood area, it's that's where you want to be. close to Yellowstone and shit, where you I, got... Yeah. No, don't Doesn't go to California and a nuclear war. Any fucking... I don't think you can go any fucking way. <laughs> I mean, come on. And we know more now about, you know, nuclear power yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, just, yeah. I just so, wouldn't go to a fault line like that. I wouldn't, know. I don't want to live there anyway. It fucking scares me. Thinking about a fucking earthquake. <laughs> the earth that I'm standing on is just shaking and could break apart. No, thank you. I know. No fucking thank you. You got the fiery depths of the core poking <sighs> out from below so you in California. Scary. San Andreas Falls over there. <sighs> And just anything big, like they're like, oh, take everything off the wall. Falls into that earth. Yeah, it's fucking terrifying. So he had convinced over 100 of his members to load into buses, and they all relocated out west. So those 100 had to have been under some grips of this man. Now, this was probably also due to the fact that Indiana was not very progressive. And what year? Are we still in 55 right now? Around there? In the 50s? Are we in the 60s? It's like 60s, 70s-ish. So we're also starting to get into drugs, too. Like some... Well, yeah, and I'm going to get into how... Hallucinogenics and... Yeah, and and, and 
the demographic in California. I'm going to get right. into that as well. So that was also something that he I mean, wanted. Even in um, Across the Universe, they show how there's the carnival dude that comes into town and they're all yep. tripping and they go yep. on the bus and they take a trip to this place. They have no idea where they are. Yep. It's because also drugs, which were so fun, but yes. drugs. <laughs> yes. Now, I think a lot of people in Indiana were probably starting to be like, what's this dude doing? What is this church? Like, things are kind of weird. And they did not like the integration portion of his church. So right. they were, like, trying to push him out probably from the start. And California, like we just said, is way ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. It is the place for Jones to obtain even more followers and cash in on the climate change of, like, 60s and 70s. Like, people are more progressive. They're they're fighting for equality, women's rights, people of color's rights. Mm-hmm. Like, they are just trying to change the world over there. And there's Woodstock and hate Ashbury. And, and, you know, it's just a changing climate that he's ready to cash in on. Mm-hmm. Now, People's Temple first landed in the Redwood region of California, but they would often, like, load buses and travel all over the coast, just up and down. They'd hold gatherings to, of course, gain the followers. Yep. Jones would do his fake healings. It's like missionary work. Yeah, literally, literally. Or, like, what, I mean, I think Heaven's Gate did that. They all travel around, and they try to get their little followers. And even Nexium, which I'm sure there will be an episode we do on Nexium, where he fucking had places in fucking Albany and Canada mm-hmm. and fucking all over the goddamn place. So Jones doing these fake healings really brought people in. They're like, man, this guy's different. This religion is different. Um, he can heal me. He really is the Messiah. He is the prophet. Fucking mm-hmm. stop doing drugs. In the early 1970s, uh, that's when the People's Temple really started to take off. It was even endorsed by many politicians of the time. So he was schmoozing with people. I mean, he it had, sounded fantastic. And like had, you said, yeah. they were doing good things for exactly. people. Exactly. And like, he, you know, he's having lunches and dinners with Rosalind Carter, who was the first lady at the time. Like No one expected him to be who Jim Jones actually was. Exactly. And he had a piercing look about him. He had yeah. a suave, like, joie de Kind of like Elvis. In a way, you know, his sunglasses, sunglasses and, and the way he like wore his hair the, and his how like, he tries to talk a little bit like he like talks know, southern, but he's from Indiana. Yeah, he he's tries like, to talk like Elvis. I yeah, I literally was talking like him all morning. I don't know. How, I know like, right? It's just like since watching it, it's like Argh. apparently that's how infectious he is. Yep. So he wanted to go more towards like a hub and like a city. So he went to San Francisco. They set up a church there, and things took off again. Joan was asserting his control. I guess if anyone disagreed with something that he said, beating started to take place. Jesus. So he's up at this pulpit. He's spewing all of his stuff. And if someone maybe didn't agree or if they questioned anything that he said, immediate beating. You're not allowed to do that here. I am right. I say what goes. And right then and there, something should have snapped in those people's heads. Like, whoa, that hasn't happened yet. Something's wrong. This ain't right. They're beating there. He's using the congregation yeah. to do the beatings too. It's not like he's he's standing behind the pulpit watching it. That's how it, that's how it was. Even with the, um, I hate this book or the short story, the lottery. Yes, yeah, where yes, the yes, townspeople yes. will the stone yep. their yep, yep, own yep. person. Yep, whoever gets whatever number or whatever. Yeah, yeah they hold the lottery year. for it. Yep, yeah, yeah, that like we read that way too young. Uh, yeah. Way too fucking young. Eighth or ninth. It was like middle school. I think it was middle school, and I feel like it was really young because it sat with me. It sat with me too because they actually had us watch a movie, I think. 
Um, I think you're right, yeah. 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 We it watched was, it. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> it was fucking Jesus bad. Christ. And people are just like, okay. And it's like the hangings of the time and things like that, you know? Stoning like, is goddamn awful. Ugh, so bad. It's so bad. And then they even had, they showed like a mom piling the stones uh-huh, on uh-huh. them. And I was like, I can see it in my head. I remember yes, watching it. Like, I, it's, it's, I yeah. don't like it. It's like this fucking case for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it fucking burrows. It's like an earworm. It just gets in there and you're done. Yep. So with the beatings, there was also sexual assault within the congregation, of course. Apparently, oh, it has to be. Well, free love. Apparently, Jim Jones was fucking everybody. Men, women, elderly. He well, did I mean, not give a fuck. That's fine. Do that if you want. That happens in the 70s. That happens still. Free yep. love. Be yep. polyamorous. I don't care. Fuck whoever you want. But he was also... But don't rape them and assault them. Well, that's the thing. is He was allowed to do these things, but he also preached about abstaining from sex. Uh. So, they so yeah, like you he can't be, go home and, and like have sex with your husband, but if Jim Jones takes you to the back of that bus, because he had bus seven yeah. when they traveled, and he had like a back room in that bus, and he could take anybody back there, and he, you gotta do it. Yeah. So. So he was literally the, sexually assaulted. The only person people. you could have sex with was Jim Jones. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there probably was. So, I mean, I don't think he was like other cult leaders where he's really strict about it and you're going to get like, I, I don't know, because there were children and stuff. I don't know if they were all Jim Jones's children. I did not. I know there was one kid. It probably came with children, too, I'm sure. Well, when they get to, like, the place we're going, they have, like, babies. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and, like, nurseries and stuff. So, I don't know if they were all, like, Jim Joneses, because that does happen within cults. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. So, he's fucking gross. Now, Jones also made it so members felt like they could not leave. He would have them sign blank pieces of paper, which he would later use as blackmail. So they would sign their signature, and then he could write in or type in anything he wanted, and it would be signed. Oh, my God. Like a confession. Wow. He even made parents sign false confessions stating that they molested their own children. That's fucked up, and I wouldn't do that. He's literally the worst. He's the fucking people worst. allowing him to do this to them. It's like Nexium. That was it happened in Nexium too. These but girls. This is how it is were, with every call. I'm like, how is I somebody know. like that? Like it's for just, me, you know, I don't let people push me around. I know. I know how do people just, get to that point? I don't like, know. I don't. I don't know how it goes from. I get why people would join. Yes. Yeah. But I don't absolutely. understand how it gets to that point where it's like. Why didn't you run at some point? Like, yeah, you don't see something wrong happening here. Exactly. Like, I just like the red flag the emoji. Out. Red flag emoji. Red flag Before emoji. Before he leaves the country oh. with you. Yeah. Like, yeah. What I, the fuck? Uh, That's the only thing I don't get about calls, and I'm not trying to insult anybody. I love to hear from how it happens. From somebody who would be willing to talk about it, because and there as are somebody who is so strong, do, like myself, I, I, I even think, just said I would join a cult, but I wouldn't. Like, be able, nobody's ever pushed me around. Like, See, and that's the thing is, like, you, we're saying we would join the call, but there would be an earlier moment where we would get out. And there are yeah. people, like, right now in my notes it says we're some members upon that. started to leave. Yeah. You know, and, and they kind of get to the point where there are some rational people, but there are just people out there that are easily more easily manipulated. It's just mm-hmm. like a, if a girl is in a bad relationship, I am always like, why are you staying? Why are you staying? Why? But there is a psychological thing that is happening. They literally change your brain chemistry. Well, not only that, but most of the time, those relationships, the person who they're being abused by will threaten their entire family. If you leave, I will go after well, your and mom. They isolate. If you leave, I will they, go after. It's just yeah. like Jim Jones. Or they, they have no one to go to. completely. Yeah. You have nobody. Yeah. This is your only person. Mm-hmm. And they put you down so much and they degrade you that you're like, 
okay, this is who I am. Yeah. They literally, like, your brain changes. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I can see how some people are The just, abusive relationship, I totally can get why it takes, I think, the, on average, like, seven times of leaving before yeah, you can actually yeah, leave. Exactly. So, I totally understand that. But these cult things where you don't have any true, actual relationship with this I know, person. I know. But I think like that they did love him. I think it, it's, the, it's that power and that love. Like, you do feel that love and that maybe obsession mm-hmm. with this one person that you're literally, this is God to you. See, I just, I don't even have a God. No, I have a I God know. to me. Like I don't have any one person that I'm like, oh. I don't either. Worship. And, I'm like, uh, sure, the ground I walk on in this earth. Yes. That's it for exactly, me. Exactly, yeah. And right. I'm, I'm a tourist, so you about know. it. My <laughs> earth is my thing, but it's just, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I have and, no God that I worship. And there are people who very, are, no, I can't say cults don't happen at this time. Fucking Nexium happened, but Nexium was more like and Church of Scientology workshop still going and fix yourself and like these are the things you need to have a better life. It wasn't as much a religion; yeah. it was more well, like, like a guru kind of how Scientology is. Yeah, well. yeah, and there were a lot so. of the more recent ones were more like guru type people and self help mm-hmm. and like that kind of stuff. So. They change with the times. Mm-hmm. This was God. Now it's self help. You know what? Guru. I'm gonna start a motherfucking cult. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to join it, man. No, I'm not. Yeah. It's oh, going to be no. the best cult. You're going to be like, oh, that's actually a cult I would join. Yeah, and no, then, no. Oh, go figure. It's my other P who created it. Um, if it's not a cult, it's not a good thing. <laughs> Cults are not a good, good thing. Cult. Okay? Be a good cult. No, there's no such thing. We'd have to just create a group. We'll just create a group that's not a cult. You don't have to stay. You are free to leave whatever the fuck you want to. Okay, if it's not called a cult, then I'm sorry, it's called my coven, so y'all better be a bunch of fucking witches. Okay, see, that's fine. <laughs> that is fine. I will join your coven. I want a cult, though. Uh, the cult anyway. of Noel. <laughs> there you go. Um, Girl, I think we need to have a discussion after the break. <laughs> Could so. call it con. <laughs> no. So, yes. Anyway, into the 70s, some members started to leave. They called these people defectors. And... I'd be a defector. I would be a defector as well. And there are defectors who are still alive. They talk in the documentary. Um, Good for you guys. So... Good for you guys. More the power to you. Not saying more the the power to anybody else. That's not... And, you know, maybe at the end I'll kind of get into, like, those stories. Because they're very heartbreaking. These people became family... And mm-hmm. I'll get into it. I'm going to cry at the end. I'm, I'm, yeah. Anyway, so they, when they left, they were considered a traitor. And they knew that, like, this man's going to come and kill me. Mm-hmm. One way or another, I am going to die because he doesn't want me talking. He doesn't want me to do anything. Mm-mm. Okay. Eight of the defectors decided, nope, I'm out of here and I'm going to talk. And this was before it bounced country, too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So this is kind of the reason. This is, like, starting to bubble up about, mm-hmm. like, who this who this man is. And why he wanted to hide. What this cult is. Mm-hmm. What is really happening. It's not all this great fucking shit. So an expose was done outlining the terrible abuse inside the church. Yep. And the control that Jones had. They spoke of the beatings and the sexual abuse. And the like government said, did fucking nothing. Well, like you said earlier. No, of course I'm not going to. These defectors also noted that Jim Jones was a huge hypocrite. He spoke of social justice and equality for all, but his closest circle were white males. Mm-hmm. I knew. Well, what I was thinking is that the reason why he wanted to say to everybody integration, integration is because he actually wasn't racist. He actually was racist. And if he could get as many people of color, black people there as yeah, possible, that's true. then that's he could true. wipe out his own 
type well, of thing. Hitler. So it's that's Hitler. Why, it's like a genocide. Right. I know. And that's why I'm saying that's why yeah. the whole time it wasn't about sense. integration for him. It was no. about making those people feel safe so that yeah. he could kill off as many of them but as even, possible. Even if that wasn't like the kill off wasn't his, his whole goal, he knew that those they were feeling low mm-hmm. and they wanted just love and acceptance. Mm-hmm. So they were going to come in droves. Droves. I think that was his, his one of his big But purposes. it very well could be, especially because he fucking idolized the best guy Adolf motherfucking Hitler over here. Yeah, so I really have a big a big feel. That's the, my intuition points to big time for that. So Yep. In my research, apparently, like, when he was young, he saw, like, a bunch of, like, war criminals that, like, came into the United States or, or, or somebody from World War II and he, like, hail Hitlered them. Ew. Yeah. Like, he was... He was fucked from an early age. We don't stand for that shit. Nope. Nope. We definitely fucking We don't stand don't. for no KKK. We don't nope. stand for no Nazi shit. We don't nope. stand for any of that fucking supremacy nope. shit. Get fucking the fuck nope. out of here Get with the that. fuck out of here. You are not better than any motherfucking else. Mm-hmm. Anyone fucking else. Now, he knew exactly what he needed to say and where he needed to say to capitalize on this movement that's sweeping through the country mm-hmm. and to get followers. So he was literally just a huge fucking con man at this mm-hmm. point. I literally wrote here, hashtag con man. <laughs> now, <laughs> he starts growing more and more paranoid at this point. Followers have are, are out. Things are leaking. And he fears that his scheme will be ended once and for all. You can't fucking threaten a con man or a narcissist or whatever all the other things he fucking was. Yeah, he was all of it. Mm-hmm. So he just starts going off in his, like, sermon thingy mm-hmm. of ours about how they need to get out of the U.S. The government was coming for them, and it was going to be, they were going to be put in concentration camps, and there was a dictator, and, dude, it was the CIA and the FBI, and, like, he was literally, like, conspiracy theory after conspiracy theory, and they're all coming to get us and fucking fear, scaring everybody, okay? So he ends up deciding on Guyana in South America, Now, the reason they said that he picked this place was because it was an English-speaking land, and at the time it was owned by Britain. So it was like a British colony, like, hashtag we were, and not anymore. So he felt like the government wouldn't meddle because the actual government was farther away. They they had delegates and stuff like that, and it was pretty much run by color, people of color at that time, too. So it was a strong selling point for the people of color in his congregation. Like, oh, let's move to this progressive land that won't stop us from doing anything. And he believed that without meddling from the government, it could be a utopia, a a, a place, a heaven on earth for them. Mm -hmm. And, I mean... could've been. Sounded fucking great. Yeah, it could've been. (laughs) Unfortunately, Jim fucking Jones. If there were no beatings... And no sexual abuse. I probably would have gone to Guyana, And too. nothing else that crazy <laughs> you know? that he would do. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no. So, once Jones... Um, sorry, wait. Nope. I went ahead. Anyway, so, he sent a, like, a number of followers over ahead of time. So, they could start clearing, developing the harsh jungle, getting, like, little places to live, and maybe some crops grown, and yeah. just get it ready for the whole congregation to move. And once the plan was in, there was no stopping it. Members were quickly made to get passports and prepare flights. I guess they all flew out of, like, different airports, so it didn't, like, make people, like, alert or feel weird. 
Now and they were super paranoid. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! And he especially. So he must yeah. have been like, okay, you're gonna do this. You're gonna fly out of here. You're gonna fly out of here. Yeah. Fly. Nobody's They're gonna tracking put these our people together. They're gonna track our fucking shit and like, yeah. I he was Jesus. fucking paranoid as hell. Now, remember earlier I said Jim Jones had a wife, Marceline? Yes, Marceline, what she's been up to. She's still around. Yeah. Very active part in all of this. Okay. As are nine, um, Jones's nine adopted children. What do you mean? He adopted a rainbow family. So they were children of... All different colors. Yep, 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 basically. And he referred to this as his rainbow family. Wow, that's not... Uh huh. And like, I guess they said like he was the first person to ever really openly adopt a person of color. Okay. So yeah, like, cool. Fuck you. You're doing this for show, you asshole. Now, especially because you know, like the way he like treated it. Like this is my rainbow family. This yeah. is my adopted black oh, son. Like the show. stuff that he would say. You know, it wasn't like I love him because he's adopted. Like I love him because means he's my adopted black son. Yeah, like, he was just a fucking trash person. But anyway, his whole family goes with him. Marceline is also with him. By 1977, the members in Jones complete the migration to Guyana and land, which they developed and called Jonestown. Original. Who would have thought different? My last name's Jones. <gasps> Jonestown. Jonestown. Well, just like I said, my cult would be the cult of Noel. Mine wouldn't make any sense. How about the Towner cult? Town. The Come to Towner Town. <laughs> <That's> funny. <laughs> Marinelli Town. <laughs> I mean, it'd work. I could do Kinney Town. I would just do but. the cult of Aquarius. Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, you could. Wasn't there like, wasn't the 60s and the 70s like the age of Aquarius? I don't know. I'm There's going like on my song, horoscope. But, well, yeah. Um, this but is yes. the cult of Aquarius. <clears throat> Aquarian cult. We're not having a cult, guys. Don't believe her. Shh. Join my cult. Hit me up on the DMs. FBI, I know you're listening. <laughs> Get Nothing her. wrong with a cult. Get her now. Ends up being bad. Mine will be a good cult. But there's no such thing <laughs> as a good cult, as I'm trying to tell you. The definition's about to change, baby. I'm going to look up the <laughs> definition of cult. The definition's about to change with the cult of Aquarian. The cult of Noel. Well, I guess it does say a, a social group. <laughs> but yeah, see? It doesn't know, have to be bad. It's because people have made it bad. I will make it good. That's the point. Is they're just going to assume that you're making it bad well, and they're never going to join. We'll just have a social group. Why does it have to be a cult? Why Nobody even joins the group? group we have now. That's fucking true. So I'm anyway, <laughs> anyway, once in Jonestown, Jim Jones starts to fucking lose it. He's coming unhinged. For he's sure. He's rambling. Yeah. He's a fucking madman at this point. If he wasn't already. <laughs> Members were made to surrender any money which they brought, as well as their passports, on literally on arrival. So you get there, you hand over your passport. That's terrifying. Yeah. You are in a foreign land, and you will not be able to go home without that fucking passport. Mm-hmm. They're going to make it hell for you. Go to the British Embassy and go fucking talk to them. Yeah, but Turn you're also, it, it's hard. Yeah, but it's hard because without your passport, it's hard to go anywhere. I'd say you're about to go there and be the biggest case in history. Have fun busting them. Well, I mean, And yeah. they'd be like, oh, yeah. shit. That's okay. true. But <laughs> still. Because I'm, I'm English speaking. I am not trying to be here on accident. And I mean, it I was came to you for help. They said that like they had to go on a plane, and then they had to take like a fucking flatbed, like river fucking vehicle. Yeah. And then there was a road. Like they're in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. So who knows how even easy it would be to get to the embassy at that point? Like your passport might be the least of your worries if you're. 
I don't even know. Somehow those other people made it to the airstrip. But, well... Well, well they were with the guy. Yeah, I know, we'll but, get into that. Yeah. So, he'd make members work all day, every day in the hot, humid jungle, building, clearing fields, trying to fucking plant and, and just build an entire fucking place. Town. Yeah. Like, city. Whatever they wanted. Town or town. And honestly, the, the town or town, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, honestly, it feels to me, this is not funny, why am I laughing? <laughs> town or town. <laughs> so, this whole thing feels to me like concentration camp vibes. Yeah. You come here, you work. You well, work long hours. In a lot of communes and things, they are the ones who work together to build everything on the place. Yeah, I know, but there and was this one person who was controlling everything. Yeah. And there's armed guards. Yeah. He literally has a militia at this yeah, point. Yeah, I know. That, which that I will get into obviously. because right here, there were armed guards called the Red Brigade who are always watching. Yeah. And of course, they probably said, like, they're here for your protection. They're looking for any, because everyone's out to get these people. Oh, yeah. You know, so they're keeping you safe. But no, they're keeping you in. Mm-hmm. That's what they did not realize. Well, it's also keep keep putting the fear in them that people are coming for them. Well, of if course, got yeah. This guard here, yeah. Then they must it be looks coming. really good to the people yeah. because he's spewing constantly. There's people. There's people. There's mm-hmm. people. But no, you know that he's like, if anyone yeah. runs, you see, if he was helping do work and everything, exactly, like it he, could be more somebody of a has to manage it, and but more of a yeah. I can understand because people in communities do work together. Yeah, especially but no, he did not. He yeah. he controlled it all, and and just. He was that one person at the top just controlling everything. And it just doesn't sit right with me. Yeah. Help the fuck out. You're not that fucking... Well, we'll get into it. Yeah. Now, there's also like a PA system. And Jones would constantly oh, broadcast yeah. through this. Constantly just shouting. He always had a little stupid fucking microphone Sermon. in front of his mouth. And at this point, it wasn't even like sermons. It, it was, was just, just like nonsense and like news that he would create. Right. Of who of who's coming yes, and what's yep, happening yep. outside. And yep. I wrote, basically, U.S. bad. Yeah. Stalin good. Everyone wants to kill us. All enemies. Yep. That's basically what it was all the time. Yeah. All the fucking time. And yeah. also, I am your savior. I will keep you safe. You have to do things for me. And, yeah. Just, uh, fucking awful. When members weren't working in the evening, they would hold gatherings and they would be forced to watch Soviet propaganda films. So he's constantly just, like, putting communism into their heads, and he mm-hmm. literally just wanted to become a communist fucking state. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and they had this, like, big pavilion where everyone would fucking hang out, and it was, mm-hmm. like, probably the first thing they fucking built, because you gotta fucking have your gatherings and have everybody around Jim Jones and fuck you. Mm-hmm. They lived in the literal jungle, and it was hot and humid literally all the time. So some tropical places are beautiful, and they're not too... This place was fucking humid all the fucking yeah. time. It felt awful and they were literally working all the time too so these Mm -hmm. conditions are shit also the soil was not good they could not grow anything yeah and they like shot like little videos that they started showing in church while people were still in the u.s showing like bananas and and all this stuff they were imported bananas they were not grown there they were fucking imported and put up to look like, mm-hmm. look at this harvest in this beautiful tropical land. Crazy. You fucking lied. And I hate you. Yeah. I fucking hate you. Anyway, so yeah, they had literally, like, the hardest time growing crops. They had to import everything that they needed. So food was scarce. Most of the, you know, residents of their members lived off rice and beans, and they maybe got a little bit of meat. Jones, however, was living it up. He 
had taken everybody's money, remember? So everyone is basically guaranteeing or hoping that he can take care of them. And he's not. He's taking care of himself. So he had a, you know, his small little shack that he lived in had air conditioning. It had a refrigerator. And that refrigerator was stocked with food, fruit, beans, eggs, and soda pop. All of the things that he needed. Mm -hmm. It literally, like, became a police state at that point, or, like, kind of like a dictatorship. He had everything he needed, and nobody else. Like, they were literally just kept alive at this point. Mm -hmm. Now, punishments were also being ramped up. If anyone stepped out of line or disagreed or seemed to be a little less obedient than the day before, they would be drugged with drugs like Valium, so like intense downers, and then they would be taken to a secluded cabin, which was patrolled by armed guards. To do what? I wonder. I just keep them away from people, I guess. I'm sure other They didn't want other people talking and changing the minds of other fucking followers. There is some other type of punishment that happened They probably died. They probably, like, got killed or something, and it just hasn't come out. Who the fuck knows? Who knows? So, beatings, of course, were still the norm. They were beating people. I guess there was, like, this one form of torture for, like, a kid if they, like, acted out, where they would, like, be put in a well, and they'd have to, like, sleep in a motherfucking well. Like, what the fuck? These kids did not choose to fucking come here. No. Fuck you. Like, Halt will not be that way. And (laughs) children are welcome and loved. Um, Children aren't welcome at all. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you bring your motherfucking children. (laughs) Yay, it's a cult for me. The childless me. Yep. Uh, Oh, God, the cult. I'm, I'm, all right, guys, I'm in now. All I gotta say is childless cult. Sorry, oh, Finn. Shit. You're not allowed to come. <laughs> shit, people are gonna think I'm so easy to get now. <laughs> oh, that girl really needs a childless cult. I got her now. <laughs> anyway, Jones also made members sign over their social security check. So I don't know how this worked, but they were apparently getting mail. I don't know how this worked, but yeah, he would be like, "You have to sign this over to me. You do not need it here. I am the one who's handling all the expenses and making sure that you'll be well taken care of." Gimme, 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 gimme. So they would sign over their checks. A lot of the followers were elderly. So in those, like, movies where people are dancing and they're having a really good time, it looks like, a lot of them are elderly. Mm -hmm. So this was obviously just another means to make money and keep total control. As Jim Jones started spiraling further down into paranoia, things continued to get scary and deadly. There was always some sort of threat, and Jim Jones would talk about how the CIA and the FBI were coming. So they started running mass suicide drills. Mm-hmm. They referred to these as white knights, and they referred to like the act of the suicide as a revolutionary suicide. Now, um, this next portion I got from the Jonestown Wikipedia. I used different Wikipedia pages. This one's from the Jonestown one. And I'm going to read this word for word because they said it better than I could. Mm-hmm. And the source links are on the blog. So... On at least two occasions during the White Nights after a, quote, revolutionary suicide vote was reached, a simulated mass suicide was rehearsed. Temple defector Deborah Layton described the event in an affidavit, quote, everyone, including the children, was told to line up. As we passed through the line, we were given a small glass of red liquid to drink. We were told that the liquid contained poison and that we would die within 45 minutes. We all did as we were told. When the time came when we should have dropped dead, Reverend Jones explained that the poison was not real and that we had just been through a loyalty test. Yep. 
He warned us that the time was not far off when it would become necessary for us to die by our own hands, end quote. Yep. Loyalty test. Yeah. So he kept tricking these people. Think They kept thinking that that was the night they were going to die, and it wasn't. Yep. Yep. Which, don't get it twisted. Later on, they know what's coming. Yeah. It's not... It's not a secret. No, but he definitely was starting to slowly, you know, get a feel for how people were, how, how much control Are people he willing had. to die for me? Exactly. Mm-hmm. He would have these big votes where he'd be like, I want you to raise your hand right now if you'll die for me. And they would couple people would and then a couple more the next night and then a couple more and then outroars of yes yes i will i will die for you and it's fucked it is fucked dude this is all fucked and Mm -hmm. i'm not ready for it so yeah that this man just had so much control over these poor people that they would literally just follow this man into death and it's very sad now, while they were doing these drills, what they don't know is that Jim Jones had been having cyanide shipped to Jonestown since 1976. Jeez. For, yeah, like, when he was sending the first people there to develop it, yeah. he was also sending cyanide. Mm-hmm. He also was, like, having Obviously, tests. pre-9-11 to be able to send cyanide through a plane. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, yeah. And apparently he said that he needed it for, like, gold jewelry. Mm. Apparently there was, like, something you could, a way you could get around, like, the legality of buying cyanide. And that's apparently how he did it. And this man was charismatic. He could probably fucking get fucking anything. Anything, Fucking yeah. anything he wanted. So, he's getting this stuff shipped over, and he's also testing the cyanide on the pigs, to find out, like, a good lethal dose. Because I guess, like, their metabolism is very close to ours. So they kind of needed to know, like, what is it needed for the children? What is it needed for the elderly? Like, the big men. Like, awful fucking things like that. Mm-hmm. So soon, <laughs> these drills will become a sad reality, which we will come back to. Now, if you remember, the reason Jim Jones led his followers to a remote area in South America was because defectors who left the church started to talk. So attention was being drawn to the shit going on inside of the church, and the reputation of the People's Temple was super fucking low. So he's like, I gotta get the fuck out of Dodge. And there are a ton of, like, concerned family members now as well who are in the States, and, like, defectors who start, like, grouping up, and they're, they're finally like, okay, what the fuck is going on? We need to do something about it. And obviously... Duh, they should have, especially since he just led 900 fucking people, including children, to a remote area in South America. Like, and that's red a, fucking flags right there. I don't a care. a suicide drill. Well, uh, the people in the States don't know that. Like, the oh, old yeah, defectors yeah. and stuff oh, like that. But the old still, defectors, yeah. Just like, just like the fact that, you know, your family members are over there. You do not have any contact with them. Yeah. Defectors knew what happened within this, and then they just fucking fly 900, over 900 people. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. And so... These defectors and family members are suspicious and clearly worried. They start to urge the U.S. government as well as the prime minister to intervene. They start writing letters. They start putting things in newspapers. They're trying to get people to fucking do something. At least find out if people are being okay. Are they being held captive? Are they being allowed to leave? Like anything like that. So we will come back to that. We're going back because meanwhile in Jonestown, Jim Jones is still not doing great. His health is steadily declining, and he was pretty much out of it all of the time. wonder what was wrong with him. Highly I addicted to drugs. That's what it was. That's what yep. it was, yeah. Highly addicted. He loved uppers and he loved downers. Yeah. 
So defectors, I guess, oh my God, I wrote this really weird, so let me read it slowly, because last <laughs> night I wrote it and I'm like, I'm going to stumble over this motherfucking the way I said it. <laughs> so <laughs> defectors later described that his speech towards the end, like his speeches towards yeah. the end were very slurred. Mm-hmm. And you could hear that the power in which he once spoke was gone. Yeah. That was hard. But I did it. I did it. So, yeah. Before, he was very powerful. And now he's, like, he's slurred and he yeah. can't really get his, his thoughts out. And it's just, it ain't fucking pretty. Mm-hmm. Now, along with losing his effing mind and the paranoia, he was suffering from high blood pressure. He had small strokes. He was suffering from insomnia. He was not in very good health either. Now, Marceline at this time really stepped up and filled in for her husband. How wonderful. Keeping up the schedules, making sure everyone is coming to the gatherings, you know, running the damn thing. Now back to U.S., okay, (laughs) because now things are happening. You know, the U.S., even while they're in Guyana, is starting to kind of turn, and people are trying to do things, and, and it's not... This man thought, I'm just going to go to South America. And everybody's going to forget about it. Yeah, no. You literally led over 900 Americans to Guyana. That have families. People aren't dumb. People aren't fucking dumb. They're going to start looking, you stupid fucking asshole. Mm -hmm. So, uh, defectors and family members, they're still trying to get help. They managed to get some California congressmen involved. So, there's people that are like, okay, yeah, this is fucking weird. Mm -hmm. Let's find out what's going on. One in particular was Leo Ryan. He was a congressman of California. And he he was kind of, like, different at that time. He was someone who was very, like, you know, I'm going to get down and dirty to figure out what's going on. He, like, stayed at a prison, like, in a cell for a few days to learn the conditions of how people were living. So he was very, like, I'm going to get down, I'm going to get dirty, and he was going to do the same thing again. So he was going to fly to Jonestown. Now, he also brought, like, a huge camera crew. There were NBC reporters, um, NBC cameramen. He brought his legal advisors. So There's a whole team of people. A whole team of people. There were even, like, defectors and family members who went as well because they were like, I'm going to coax my family member to fucking come home. Yeah, You know, know, and see if everything is okay. I remember that from the documentary, but it's like, I would not go back. Exactly, exactly. Don't even go. Oh, my God, no, no. Leave, just Just call me. Just leave it, yeah. Call me, let me know how it's going. I'm sorry. You should have left with me before. I'm not going back. No, but they they wanted to make sure, basically, that everything was okay. They were going to talk to the people, see how the people were living because they just they didn't know at this point yeah so november of 1978 leo ryan and his entourage which included nbc reporters and camera crews leo's legal advisor jackie spire i'm sorry if i say that wrong and some defectors and concerned family members who hoped to bring their loved ones back at first they were refused entering to jonestown of course but after negotiations and most likely rehearsals by the people of Jonestown, do this, don't say that, you're happy, blah, 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 the outsiders were let in. There was a large gathering, a feast, musical performances, and Jonestown looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Everyone was happy. Nothing else could be said. Cracks quickly started to appear, however. Mm-hmm. Some members were passing notes to Ryan and his crew saying, get me the F out of here. Dude's crazy. We're all in fucking danger. They knew at this point. They were like, all right, this is my opportunity to fucking peace out. Yeah, I'm not willing to die for this guy. Exactly. I don't love this part, but Leo Ryan showed these notes to Jim Jones. Yeah, what the fuck? And basically was like, 
why would they want to leave if everything's hunky dory? He like, didn't trying need to, to get do to that. Story. Duh. No, like that. You're an idiot. Like just take the people in the middle of the night. And fucking go. I'm sorry. I don't mean I to know. talk ill of the dead. I shouldn't have said I you're know. an idiot. Oh, spoiler alert. No, yeah. <laughs> that's okay. Well, he could have been dead now of health problems even. Oh, happened. that's very true. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You but, know. Yeah, it's, he, it's, that's just. Uh, I know. I, I think he had the best of intentions, but why in the world I know. would you ever execute like, it that way? It's like the story was more important. Yes, exactly. Like, he, he had a supporting crew here. Yeah, and you can kind of tell in like the footage that Jim Jones is a little off at this point. Yeah. Like, he's so, being a little weird. He's very defensive. Uh, yes. And then you're like handing him this note and you're like, mm, these people aren't happy and they want to leave. Yeah, way to put them all more in danger. Exactly. And yourself. Exactly. Because now you show that you know what's yep. going on. Yep. Like. Yep. And yeah, he's <sighs> like, he's asking like, oh, well, you know, things aren't great. And this obviously, you know, like. Now, now Jim knows that his little role play didn't work and well, Jim, or the Leo Ryan, knows what's going on. This set Mr. Jimothy Jones off. Mm-hmm. Okay? He's ready. He felt the power and control slipping away and he knew people were starting to see through this fucking facade. Okay? And this congressman is going to go back to the United States and blab his fucking blah, mouth. Blah, 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 blah. Yep, and all the defectors who went and were actually there are going to blab even worse. And then the U.S. is going to have Britain yep. extradite them. Yep. Or whatever. So... Once a cult leader's power and control are stripped, even they just a little bit, their true nature starts to show. Yeah, and they lose. They lose. They're losing their control. Yeah. Like someone who needs control, if they lose that, it ain't fucking good. It is. They not go good. nuts. Yeah, they get angry. There's a flip that, or a switch that's just fucking flipped in their brains. Mm-hmm. So, in footage from the visit, you can tell he's not happy, but he kind of holds it together for the cameras, and he's like. Okay, you guys can leave. That's fine. I'm, I I won't hold anybody here because he didn't want the world to see that he was holding people hostage. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that is an act. Jones was not about to let these people leave. Absolutely not. Especially the members who spoke out against him. So the next day, which is November 18th of 1978, remember this day forever, Leo Ryan and his entire party are waiting for the plane at the nearby airstrip. They have to, like, get on these little tiny, like, charter planes and, like, it's not like a huge airport where you have this comfy chair to sit in. Like, no, no. You're literally outside on an airstrip waiting for this plane to land. In South America. Yeah. Yeah. So, when they get there, they're waiting. Soon they see a truck pull up. It is full of members of Jones's Red Brigade. And they just start fucking firing shots. Pow, 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 pow. And they aren't stopping. I literally think every person was hit. Um, Leo Ryan and four others, including NBC crew members and a female defector, did die in the attack. Mm-hmm. Um, others definitely were shot, but they got out and they were able to be saved and did survive. So he was not successful in killing everybody. And they were able to get out and tell people what was exactly, going on. Exactly. Luckily, somebody and survived. because there's footage of all of the carnage that is about to happen, and I think that is because some of these crews and these cameras and these and like reporters were there at that time. Mm-hmm. We don't know if, if that would have been the case. So, anyway, the rest is going to be super fucking shitty, so please strap in. Jones knew everything he built was coming to an end, and there was one clear option he could see. Death. Yep. He immediately reported on the loudspeakers that Jonestown was in immediate danger. Soldiers were coming. They were going to destroy the town, and they were going to torture everybody there. They must now commit the revolutionary suicide together and quickly. 
I have chills all over my body. I'm going to get emotional. I can't. Okay. Hmm. Anyway, so they pull out these large vats of cyanide-laced flavor aid. And the children are the first to drink. Mm-hmm. They have to make them be. Since they were young and probably did not understand what was happening, the mothers were directed to help assist their children in drinking the poisonous liquid, which they knew was poisonous. Yeah. <sighs> now, some of the really, really young children had to have their doses administered by a syringe and had to have the liquid literally squirted down their throats because they're babies. Yeah. And they cannot drink out of a cup. Yeah, and this is where the documentary gets really hard to watch, you guys, because you can hear all the sounds. I mean, this is a very vivid documentary. Uh He's literally like... Watch with caution. He's ranting, and he's yelling over the PA, and he's like, do it now, do it quickly. You hear women crying, you hear all this horrible shit. There's utter fucking chaos. He sounds like a a madman at this point. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, once the children had all been given their doses, the adults then line up and they drink one by one. They are surrounded at this point by the heavily armed militia. There is nowhere else to go. You will be shot if you try to run at this point. At this point, yes, absolutely. So once everyone had received their laced drinks, some just kind of laid face down with their families and they died. You can see. I would have us all are. pretend to drink it and just toss it over our shoulder. Well, I think I think in the documentary they did say that some people tried like faked it. Some people did make it into the jungle and ran. Like I'll yeah, get into. I, I there that. were some survivors and things, but I think most of the people were. There's no way I'd kill my ready. family like that. They were ready to go at this point. I think. I, I, yeah, you may be willing to die for him, but your child is your mm-hmm. child willing? Fucking yep. assholes! I'm yep. sorry. Not again. Not to speak. It's poorly hard. the dead, but I, I couldn't do that. I could not shove a syringe down my kid's throat How? knowing it's poison and kill him How for this random it? guy I know. that is clearly addicted to drugs and well, just abusing shows, everybody. It shows that fucking level that he fucking had over these people. I just said the F word like 18 times in that yeah. sentence. <sighs> so, yeah. So, once they drank, you know, some people were kind of like haphazardly had kind of like fallen, but I don't think the cyanide was just like you drink it and you're dead. I think you had some time. And that's why, you know, a lot of people, like, if you do see, they're lined up kind of nicely. They're kind of laying, like, in lines. They are in lines, And in families, and they're hugging each other. And you see little feet pop out under, under, like, the parents hugging. And, oh, my God, it's just, it's, it's fucking hard, guys. This one's hard. So, yeah, those little tiny feet get me every motherfucking time. And, you know, people who are cleaning up and, and, you know, they say, like, they pull an adult up and they'd find a child underneath and Mm -hmm. just, ugh, the carnage. Jim Jones was found uh, dead of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Taking the easy way out. Hitler killed himself the same motherfucking way. Yeah, he did. The Mm -hmm. same fucking way. Mm -hmm. So fuck you, Jim Jones. I don't like you. And um, I'm guessing that he did this after everyone else had gone because he wanted to make sure that it was done. I, I don't know like the logistics of like his armed people or his close circle and how all of that worked but i'm pretty sure he was one of the last to probably die and over 900 were found dead in jonestown there is aerial footage of the scene that you can see um and there will be a photo on the blog but warning it is very very jarring roughly 30 members did survive they either escaped into the jungle between the chaos or had been traveling. 
Jim Jones's um, three adopted sons, three of his adopted sons, survived and are still living. Yeah. They How? were in that documentary. Oh, yeah, I know, but it was, you know, like a year <laughs> I know, I know. Um, um, they played on a Jonestown basketball team and apparently were traveling for a meet. That's right. Okay. Yep. So they did survive, and it kind of shows. I wonder if he did that on purpose so that they could kind of continue I don't his... know because his other kids died. So I don't know. Like, it, it sounds like maybe he wasn't prepared for it to happen right then. He yeah. had the supplies, but he didn't know exactly when it was going to happen. He waited until they were really in a bad situation, I guess, and, and everything was falling apart. I don't know. Or he did know that everything was coming and he wanted to save his some of his... They're not even his bloodline, though, because they're no. adopted. I don't, I don't know. So, yeah. So, some did survive. Out of the 900, one-third of them were children. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I just, I couldn't. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, and I think that's why this one really sits with me is the footage that you see and the hearing of the voice. The hearing voice of everything, yeah. And the fact that, you know, just these little babies, these little fucking babies, man. It's. They didn't definitely, they didn't ask for any of that. No, no. And, and the fact that many of these people, they joined this church which spoke of unity and equality and they just wanted to help people. Just to have, just to die. To be schmoozed by I mean, it, a charismatic it, motherfucking con man. And they make no sense. Like, I know. How you believe in this and then you allow yourself to get yep. to this point. It yep. just doesn't make it's sense. It's just that God complex. That God complex is a powerful motherfucking thing. Mm-hmm. You will do anything for that person no matter what. Yeah. You will, like Manson, kill for that person no matter what. You know, people say about like the Manson girls, they were a little weird, a little eccentric. They liked the drugs, but they weren't cold-blooded killers you know like uh, it's hard so yeah this one makes me feel really sad and to end this one be careful please don't join a cult and uh, if you believe someone is very charismatic they are most likely a cult leader as every cult leader has been described as charismatic or a serial killer yeah so don't trust charismatic people (laughs) hey i just told somebody that i like being charismatic and i like people being very um Taken you can by be me, you so. can be captivating. I guess I could be a cult leader, you guys. But it's it's yeah, hard. yeah I like it's being the way that you use it. You know, it's yeah. just the way that you use it. Don't be a shitty fucking person who wants. You don't want to take power over people. That's not something no. that you crave. No. You know, like I just want a big bunch of happy hippies. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So. <sighs> I'm sad now. <laughs> Everything's sad. The world's sad. Uh, but that's all I have today, guys. I changed the background image of our website like three times because I first had it as one of the aerial shots. No, nope. like, no. Nope. And I had it as a second aerial shot. Nope. And I was like, eh. Nope. It draws people in. Unfortunately, you does. know that we're it the does. same way. It does. And guys, I will have the picture on the blog. I'm not putting it on the Instagram though. I just, I, I, I'm not gonna put. There will be pictures, obviously, but I'm not putting the actual deceased bodies on Instagram. They will be on the blog, though, so you can go see them there. Um, Morethanmurderpod.com, baby. Also, our sources are there. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's all we have. So, started off really, 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 like, powerful, and then we got to here, and now it's like, meh. (laughs) Meh. Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, follow us. Follow us everywhere that you can. We are on TikTok now, More Than Murder Pod. YouTube at More Than Murder. Um, 
think we got some snoops coming up here soon. So make sure that you hit the bell, subscribe, do all the things to the YouTube so you do not miss our content. Because if you're not following us anywhere else, well, I guess you're listening and we will be probably talking about every fucking episode because <laughs> we're going to be excited. And if you subscribed on Podbean, resubscribe on yes. Acast. Yes, we have we just posted made the, link. the move to Acast. So we will no longer be on Podbean if you are someone who follows us there. Download the Acast app. You can do it just like you did the Podbean app and then search for More Than Murder and you will see us on our new place that hopefully we love. So um, other than that, other socials, you can find us on Facebook at More Than Murder. Yeah. You can find us on Twitter at More Than Underscore Murder. Yes, you can. And the Instagram at More Than Murder Pod. Yes. Go do that. Go do that now. And somebody come be a windbag for a Wednesday. Yeah. Come Please. Be a, come on our show if you have anything to talk about. Uh, literally fucking anything. You watched yeah. a scary movie last week. Come fucking talk about it. We don't care. It doesn't even have to be a spooky experience. It's just a windbag yes, Wednesday. exactly. Come fucking blow wind with us. I mean, uh, we would <laughs> love to hear somebody's like real life true oh, crime story that'd be great or paranormal story sure but if it's not jarring i guess <laughs> if you are going through therapy and you are okay with speaking about it right um, right yeah come talk to us and you but. can still always be anonymous as well yes yes of course of course so other than that um leave us reviews guys go to apple Please. go to audible you know i'm even gonna say it because in my strictly stalking they literally say Please go and leave us a five star review. Leave us a I five used star. to say yeah. put yeah, whatever. I know. No, I know. please go and leave us a five, five star review, star. you guys. Five stars are nothing. You five guys don't even leave nothing. reviews in general, so please just go on five stars. If you've been listening from yep. day one, there's yes. no reason not exactly. to. Exactly. Or if you're even a new listener and you love us, there's no reason not to. You literally don't have to type a single word. A single word. We are not asking for a synopsis of our podcast. We are not asking you to give us glowing recommendations about our beautiful personality. Yep. None of that. Literally, hit five stars, save, done. 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 And if you do want to say something, that's fine. Yes, we welcome it. But if it's, some people just aren't like, they're like, oh, What do I write for this review? Yeah. Like, we are not asking for words, guys. Please, just five star review anywhere that you can. I think on Audible, you can recommend us on the Facebook. Give us, like, and shout it out or something. Share your review even. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Exactly. we need people to see things. We definitely do. Um, and that helps if you share our Facebook or, you know, comment on our Instagram or all of the things. Just just be responsive with mm-hmm. us because that really helps our algorithms. And we're trying, guys. We're trying really hard. We're doing new things, new fun things. Mm-hmm. And uh, we want to keep giving you this content. So five-star review. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to start just when we open up the episode. Every day before I even say hi, I'm just going to start shouting, five-star review. Yeah, something please. Because <laughs> if they're not listening to this, they're listening to the beginning, and I'm yeah. going to shout it at you. Yeah. So, yes, other than that, reach out to us um, if you want to be on our Windbag Wednesdays or you want to just kind of say hey to your girls. You can do that um, on our email if you'd like. Yep. More than murderpod at gmail.com. Yes, I don't ma'am. Know why that came out very hard. Uh, it's literally written in blue right in front of my face. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's really all she wrote this week. That's all I got. Yeah, I'm sorry. Got. This one sucks. But it was interesting. You have to learn from history. Yes. There literally was a sign in Jonestown that literally says, like, Learn from history, or it's condemned to repeat itself, or something like that. Literally, person says. Literally in Jonestown. So yes, let's learn from our history and uh, 
Stop being well. Let's learn well white from supremacist. It. Not, not, yeah. <laughs> shitty fucking thing. So we yeah. love you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.